companies need to regain control over their 100%. data, mm. their relationship, and I their totally content. Agree. Because yeah. third-party cookies is not going to work nope. anymore. We yeah. don't want to get tracked. So the nope. algorithms are not working that well anymore. Mm. And live shopping on your own platform is just a fantastic tool to drive that traffic back. Mm. Yeah. And right now, on a good evening, you might have 10, 15 live shows go yeah. happening at the same time. But a year from now, two years from now, there might be 500. You need to come up with that kind of content yeah. idea where yeah. people are like, did you see that yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't? You yeah. Go in and see it because yeah. that's crazy and they're going to do it again next week. Navigating social media can be, well, complicated. Welcome to the Social Media Sucks Podcast from Cupco. Social media. Social media. Social media. Social media. Really sucks. Where we unpack the latest trends and help remove the suck from social media. Hi, I'm Yu. And I'm Chris. And welcome back to the Social Media Sucks Podcast by Cupco. You're tuning into conversations about the latest trends in marketing and within social media. If you're not already subscribed, <laughs> is that okay? No, okay. If you're not already subscribed to our <laughs> podcast or to our YouTube channel, do it now. Yes, because it really helps us get all this great inspiration and content out there to more people just like yourself. So today, we are very pleased and honored to welcome Team Frank Anderson, who is the CEO and co-founder of Live Shopper. And then, of course, we have our CEO, Chris Carbonus, hey and myself, Yu Sao, a project manager here at Cupco. Great. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. It's a new intro. All right. We're trying it yeah. out. So I think yeah. it's uh, so, I think yeah. it works. You're witnessing a lot of pilot stuff today. That's good. And, uh, I love yeah. By the end of the episode, we will also add a little twist, a lightning round for you guys. So uh, stay tuned. <laughs> yes, stay tuned let's for the lightning round. Let's see how that round. goes. Yeah. I love it. So uh, let's start with the introduction to you, Tim. Um, can you please tell us about who 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 are you? Yes. Who is Tim? Who is oh. Tim? Yeah. <laughs> Deep down. <laughs> Behind the suit, who is he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. When it comes to digital, I've pretty much been uh, been here forever. I founded my first agency back in '95 together wow. with the uh, yeah, together with BBDO, which was an American agency. Mm. Yeah. So we were the first in that group uh, to actually uh, work with with interactive and digital. Okay. Prior to that, I'm an engineer in computer science, so I have a technical background. Oh, okay. Um, oh. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of like a crossover between understanding technology and mm. also understanding the user because most of my time I spend on UX yeah. and how to create great yeah. interfaces. Mm. That's like at the dawn of the internet, right? Like it was definitely were... we we I started before doing kiosk systems and interactive kiosk systems and CD-ROM okay. projects because there were yeah. no internet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then in '95, when the internet kind of began to rise. We started looking at it and, and uh, yeah, within BBDO, we had some interesting clients and there was mm -hmm. this other guy who kept coming down to me in the afternoon when I had time to work with all this stuff. And he was very curious to say, oh, what are you doing? And I told him and showed him all the stuff that you could and talked about the ideas that mm. was possible. And he was like, hey, we should do an agency. Nice. And this guy was Martin Lindstrom, if you know yeah. him. Mm. So he was running marketing at yeah. BBDO and I was running all the tech stuff. And we went to the, the CEO and say, hey, we want to do BBDO Interactive. And he was like, what? <laughs> yeah, and Martin was like, yeah, I can get us Lego and we have M&Ms. Okay. We, so we were among the first to do small interactive stuff on the internet. That's yeah. awesome. And then in 97, Martin and I actually wrote a book about how you, how you build brands online, mm. which was also kind of like the first book yeah. in the world about yeah. that topic. Nobody was talking about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then he kept on writing books and yeah. I kept building, a building yeah. agencies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So, so this agency became Networkers, which mm. was then merged into Frampton for breaking in Sweden and in 99 we did an IPO and again we were the first digital agency to do an IPO in Europe 
crazy. And then everything went crazy. Yeah. Uh, yes. Doing the dot com uh, yeah. boom. Yeah. Uh, we grew from being in Denmark and Sweden to being in 17 countries mm. in, within a year. Holy and I was responsible shit. for the brand yeah. and sales and marketing. So I was like traveling around and mm. all the agencies we acquired. Selling we, web work. Conquering. Yeah, making sure we had one brand. Yeah. And, okay. I, and since I was responsible for the brand, we have developed it and actually turned the name upside down. Mm. Uh, okay. So going to Germany to a 120 uh, people uh, consultancy agency and mm. tell them that for now on your brand is going to be upside down. Mm. Uh, that was kind of funny. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's great. I mean, the early days of the internet were kind of interesting. I was also was. like on the side of web development. I was, you know, starting basically. I was 14 years old coding mm. websites, right? And I was a hacker. Yeah, <laughs> not a hacker, but like using front page, Microsoft front page, yeah. to like make basic HTML websites, yeah. and yeah. it was. It was, and then of course, flash animation came yeah. in and macromedia and like we love that. things got more rich and interesting. But I do think like those first days, it seemed so advanced. <laughs> and was, of course, oh, like you go back now and you're like, holy crap, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really progressed. Like even, yeah. even in the last, you know, yeah. 25, so 30 years, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and I love the old CD-ROM stuff as well. Before the internet, you know, you'd have to get data via CD-ROM, like you wanted your encyclopedia, it came via CD-ROM, no right? There was no net, mm. no. So that was, I had a ton of CD-ROMs when I was a kid. So I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit like yeah. you, nerdy, into the nerdy stuff, so. That know. was fun. Yeah. And then fast forward, I left and we founded maybe also the first venture company in Denmark called okay. Internet Venture Scandinavia. Mm. We were like 10 guys starting to investing in new companies. Yeah. Uh, and there were pretty much nobody doing it at that time mm. around 2000, 2002. Like companies that wanted to be digital, like more no, it was digital focus or anything? Primarily startups. Like okay. there was a company called Speed Names mm. who were doing all the domain name yeah. selling. There was mm. a company called Kapow doing screen scraping. Okay. And a lot of other companies. Mm. And, and the one I was running, which I was kind of proud of was a, a, an analytics company called Instadia okay. that we sold to Omniture. Huge success. Yeah. yeah. And but then Omniture became Adobe Analytics, and, and right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so Adobe after. bought them afterwards. So yeah, yeah. exactly. That's great. Wow. So yeah, we made, made a lot of mistakes, to be honest. But, yeah. but we also it. paved the way. Yeah, we learned a lot. Yeah, so, you're definitely yeah, a pioneer then, in this industry. That's yeah, amazing. I've, I've developed a lot of companies. Yeah, I could go on. I have a lot yeah. of things yeah. on my sleeve. You are what we would say as a serial entrepreneurial yeah. entrepreneur, right? Entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, do you have a specific company or two that really made an impression during your long career of startups? I think they all made an impression in their own way. We, we started a media company. We were like four guys starting a media company in, in Copenhagen we, because we thought we could do a free magazine called Where to Go. Mm -hmm. It was like Squared. Yeah. And distributed through stores and cafes and restaurants. And we pretty much changed that industry yeah. completely because mm -hmm. we talked about partnerships instead of selling ads. So mm -hmm. we went, we did uh, physical events, we did digital stuff, and we did yeah. print. Mm -hmm. okay. And we ended up selling it all to Ella mm -hmm. Media. Mm -hmm. And that was really interesting. Yeah. And then okay. we went on to create Intermedia, which has been a huge success. Mm -hmm. And we started a lot of different companies in that, in that Everywhere, period. Yeah. Um, had three agencies at the end that we merged and sold to KMD. Yeah, which was also I'm, I'm yeah that was Intermedia Baby yeah and yeah. in Silico which was yeah. kind of like a mobile app development company mm. okay so and that was a great yeah. it was a great company yeah. still is mm. was it weird to see KMD come like obviously like the history of of big um, accounting or consultancies buying up digital agencies 
that's been going on for a few years now. Yeah, but that happened at that time. Yeah, you and that was, that was really interesting, right? Design it. Yeah. Tech Mahindra was buying stuff. Yeah. Uh, so you had all these, you had this consolidation going on and pretty much what they wanted was a UX capability mm. because they all had these huge systems that was, that was terrible to use okay. and they didn't have, have that understanding of put, putting the user in the center of yeah. everything you do. They still don't have, to be honest but they thought maybe they could acquire that. Mm. But the, the real reason why KMD was a good fit for us was that we really wanted to do meaningful stuff. We wanted to do digital solutions that could change something. Yeah. And Denmark is one of the most digitized countries in the world. So the whole public sector in Denmark, there are so many interesting solutions that needed to be done. And KMD was pretty much behind everything at that yeah. time because they had the monopoly. Yeah. And that monopoly was they were doing all the tech platforms. Exactly. Yeah. So they and needed that sort of mm, more digital. Yeah, at edge. least they had the these assignments yeah. where we could see that if you do a bad design, it's gonna be terrible for the yeah. civilization or for the yeah. people living in Denmark. But if you do a good design, you yeah. can really change something. Mm. Wasn't KMD also trying to do a lot of like advertising work as well? Like digital advertising be in that game as well? Or was it strictly just UX? They they, they tried with baby yeah. because that was pretty much baby's uh, yeah. area, but they didn't succeed. So they okay. so Mesh was running that. Actually, we carved it out and he bought it back. Oh, did he? Yeah, okay. and we now actually live on in the same uh, yeah. floor. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. So I remember that his new agency is called Birds. Yeah, at Yeah, I was gonna say it's mm. Birds at Five. Exactly. Yeah, of course, and yeah. that's growing like crazy as well. Yeah, it's fine. We're doing quite yeah. good. So it's fine. So we're in the same building, <laughs> yeah. just one floor down. Yeah. yeah. And now I have this new software company, which I'm super excited about exactly. because it's really really interesting yeah. that's the main you, event here we yeah. what get to made that. you start live shopper well every year i try to do 10 tech predictions for the year to come okay. i've done that for a very very long time i'm doing it right now for 2023 and it's always so you want to give us some spoiler uh oh uh, yeah <laughs> I mean, we can do a separate we'll podcast. do that okay <laughs> that's okay we'll get, the next one that comes yeah. back we'll uh yeah, yeah i've actually i've here. just been in u.s actually yeah. uh, doing uh, keynotes for four agencies where i actually okay. lifted some of my thoughts about about what's mm. gonna happen. Cool. Uh, but when I was doing that in 2020, during the lockdown, mm. I, I, I came across this phenomena from China mm. and I could see how much it had grown out there. Yeah. It's actually started in 2017 by Taobao. Mm. So it's before the pandemics, mm. yeah. but it really took off yeah. during that period. Mm. Um, and I was like, okay, this is really, really interesting. I had uh, somebody out there that sended me stuff because you cannot really see it because you cannot get access to these apps. No, it's a bit- Pendoadoa, Guaixiao, yeah. and all these different ones, Duyin, mm. you, you, you yeah. simply don't have access. Yeah. Mm. So you can't see it. No. Unless you get somebody to record it or and VPN send it to you. It in or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, and I was like, okay, so I wrote an article about it and I started looking into it. Uh, and I was on the board on, of, of some companies which for, for whom this would be relevant. Mm. And I basically said to the management, say, hey guys, everything's closed down. Why don't we go online? Why don't we just yeah. record from the store and start mm. selling the stuff we have Super on the shelves? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, that's a good idea. F try to find a platform for us. And I ran around and there is mm. one big uh, platform in in Europe right now. Yeah, it's called Bamboozer, and yeah. and 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 they were they're kind of the the um, the leader, the leader you could yeah. say. Yeah. So I talked to them a lot about the possibilities and ended up doing a, a suggestion, but it's pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 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 the company was like, okay, this is too much. We don't want to invest that much. So try to figure out something else. And then I talked with other companies, and 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 one of them said, okay, try to talk to Austin. 
with the okay. ones that are selling food yeah. in these boxes because they are doing this as well, but it's on their own platform. So they built their own? Now, that they actually didn't, but that's what everybody thought. But mm -hmm. I know Søren who started Austin because one of the other things I've been doing is mm -hmm. that I've been on the morning TV show in Denmark uh -huh. for 10 years talking about gadgets and, and, and tech. <laughs> and while I was talking about tech, Søren was talking cooking about dishes <laughs> in yeah, the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, but he was also tech interested. So in all the breaks, he was like, okay, what is this? And we were, that was so much okay, fun. That's fun. Yeah, so I called Søren and I said, hey, what, what's that about live showing? Yeah, that's super cool and we're doing that. And okay, so you actually have a platform. No, some of our people, have gotten have, have got the idea and they have actually built it on their own mm -hmm. so we have we are licensing the platform from them they actually own it so okay. I, I went and talked to them and i had this business idea about doing an agency and they had the platform and we decided to get together okay and that's how live shopper was born actually mm -hmm. so how uh, big is live shopper today we are 11 people right now yeah and for a long time it was a pure startup with mm -hmm. three people working for free as okay. it is, <laughs> that's how it is. Those are the wild and days. And then, yeah, and so we we worked pretty hard as as you always do when you mm. start a company. Um, and then in April, we managed to get funding. Okay. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, and so we were around and talking to a lot of different. I know that market quite well, and mm. they know me because I've done a lot of startups. Um, but we actually decided on to go in a, on a different path than you would expect. So it's actually boost who has invested money in us. Okay. okay so, so and, they, and that's their first investment. Oh, that's mm. interesting. They've never done that before. They've yeah. built everything by oh, themselves. Okay. Ah. So this is first time they'll say, okay, maybe we shouldn't build it. Maybe we should acquire it or yeah. acquire yeah. part of it. Mm. And the, the main reason why it's such an interesting partner for us is, of course, first of all, they do a lot of live shopping by themselves. Mm. Yeah. And we managed to take that Bambooza platform that they were running out and kick it out and putting our own platform in instead. Yeah. And they're super happy about it. Yeah. So for us, that's a proof that we are there or at least yeah. getting there mm. but they have 1800 brands on their platform mm. and a lot of these brands they don't have access to their own website they don't have access to their own social media platforms because if you're Tommy Hilfiger or Gant yeah. or mm. Coach it's all run from another country mm. mm -hmm. so they're like okay what can we do yeah and they all have like a shop and shop page on okay. boost yeah like so put it there yeah they call it a brand wall. Yeah. Mm. So they have their own like area. Yeah. And we're actually allowing them to do live shopping on their own page with their yeah. own products okay. hosted yes. by themselves. So it's almost like a closed ecosystem. Yeah. Similar the to good if thing they here had a web shop. Yeah, the good thing here is that Boost can then direct traffic to these mm. shows because they have seven million profiles and they yeah. know exactly who how won. many have bought yeah. from this brand within the last three mm -hmm. months. They also yeah. know who bought last year, but haven't come back for the last six months. So there's a lot of data. So, yeah. And they know twins and everything. Yeah. So they can make sure that there's enough Makes viewers sense. for these programs. Mm. So th for me, that's a big business opportunity for us going forward. Yeah. yeah, and I think also a lot of the retail, online retail shops, they want this element. They want to keep people more on their page. They want to keep people there to shop and get inspired. Mm. So offering a platform for live shopping within those apps, within those systems, just makes complete sense. The problem with e-commerce, as I see it, is that we have now, I, I, I did the first one in 96 for a chain called Fauna. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. They died in 99, oh, yeah. but they have been around for 100 yeah. years. Yeah, so, that was crazy. Yeah. Damn. So yeah. they were like the big, uh, yeah. the, that was, there was a place they were to the go. the big electronic store. Yeah, if yeah. you needed a, a stereo or a yeah, sauna. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Yeah. On Strahl had yeah, a yeah, huge, huge shop. Yeah. I haven't thought about that for they were the first ages. To, they were yeah. the first to do e-commerce in Denmark. Okay. We built the yeah. first website and we built yeah. the first e-commerce site. But even though we have spent 25 years on 
uh, actually improving that. Mm. It still looks very much like a spare part catalog, to be honest. It's not that inspiring. Mm. Right. I don't think so. So we haven't really managed to yeah. figure out how can we create an engaging and inspiring shopping experience online, mm. yeah. like the one we get when I go into a store. Yeah. With a lot of inspirations and-, mm. and yeah. uh, It's still the nut to crack. I yeah. think that some are getting there. Like I would say like- Definitely. Like, Shop the look, stuff like that. Yeah, but like we also work with wish.com and, and sort of those guys, guys. And also we've done some small stuff for well, some brief, some pitching for Alibaba. So that's been interesting to see how they run their platform and how everything is somewhat mm. gamified and interesting things and live shopping and live feeds. And you can follow this person who's selling this and that. And, mm. and they try to make the shopping experience like going into a bazaar mm. and being like, oh, what's over? That's crazy. Yeah. Do I need these shoes that uh, make me jump higher or it's I like need this. Organized like, chaos. It is really. And it's like you're going down a rabbit hole of mm. just shopping experience right so some have cracked somewhat of a code but i agree with you it is yeah. somewhat and what somewhat we actually allow basically is to kind of open a window to mm. your showroom or to yeah. your store and kind of give the same experience yeah. online as you give in the physical world yeah mm. that's really and, nice. and 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 or at least uh, close the gap maybe as yeah well. and consumers they love it yeah mm. because they get very close to the brand they get okay. close to the company it's typically their people mm who are telling about yeah. the brand, so they know better than everybody yeah. else. They're mm. super engaged in their own products. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's, it's just a good experience. Yeah. And the and the distance from inspiration to purchase cannot be smaller than that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and that's also another thing. people want to see the reality, right? Like it's fine to have nice, interesting, glossy photos, but when somebody's holding up yeah. the item and they're going through what is about special about it or what to look yeah. out for and the audience can ask questions it gets much much closer to purchase mm. right and, yeah. and decision making and we actually had power on the podcast a couple of weeks ago yeah. talking about how they've set up their live shopping and how it's been yeah. just a, a killer for them like it's yeah. been so good for them giving but it, the brand a personality in a sense yeah you exactly but it, they have kind of decided to go in one way yeah. that is very hot selling. Mm. So they sell a lot of stuff. They don't go very deep into the products. Right. And once the program is over, the program in itself is not worth a lot because you don't learn a lot and all the stuff that they show is already sold. Mm. So that's one way to do it. Mm. It's closer to TV sh the TV shopping experience, I would say. QVC. Mm. Most of our clients, they want to go in a different direction. They actually want to educate their consumers. They want to open up the company and tell about what are the experience, what are the, the knowledge that we have that we want to give to you, mm -hmm. the craftsmanship, the sustainability issues, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So right. it's a lot more about engagement yeah. and okay. dialogue. Yeah. Uh, and they, we call that evergreen content because the, the idea here is that, yeah, it might be live, but the effect of the program mm. is just as good the next 30 days, the next two yeah. to three months. That's, yeah. I guess, what Matis is also trying to do with their Definitely. products when they, do, yeah. when they do live shopping. And they sell yeah. four to five times the amount of products during the next 30 days as they sell while it's going on live. Mm. Yeah. But Power, they only sell for these four hours when they do a program. And then they don't even put it up anymore because it's worthless. Yeah. But it's a it's an interesting concept and they sell a lot, mm. to be honest. And I totally agree. It gives the brand that personality that we are the uh, we're the fast movers and here you get the best offers mm. and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, it's on brand for them, I guess. Definitely. It's also, 100%. I mean, it's-, uh, and it's I'm not saying it's wrong. It's no, just no, no. one way to do it. Yeah. I think they've done it both ways, but I have to go, I, I must admit, I must, I should go back and review it. 
because I yeah. think they've also done deeper sort of dives into particular products. But yeah, particular products. Yeah, I think they do that as Typically well. Typically, they like do yeah. like three or four shows a year. Yeah, yeah. Well, our, some of our clients they do two per week. Yeah, but no, but, but, but I think the, they've beefed it up. But the thing, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But the thing about this is that this is still very early days. Mm. Yeah. I try. I often say that the book hasn't been written yet yeah. about this. So there are so many ways to do this, yeah. and we have we've just seen a little bit of it. Mm. Yeah. For me, it's a canvas. Yeah. I provide a canvas, and then it's up to the companies to figure out yeah. what we're going to put in it. Mm. Yeah, and you and can put all sorts of things. Like it could be five entertainment, shows, it could be this four hour special shows. guests. Yeah. It could be that's so much. Yeah, to do. yeah you can really of, of work. It's a yeah. it's a workshop you're kind of opening into like a crafts definitely craftsman. a new creative format. Yeah. And mm. and right now on a good evening you might have 10, 15 live shows going yeah. happening at the same time. Mm. But a year from now, two years from now, there might be five hundred. Yeah, and then of course. If there are like uh, ten sports brands going live at the same time, you need to figure out: okay, how can I stand out? Mm. Yeah. What's my format? Yeah, what yeah. How can special. I be different? Yeah. yeah. And 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 so this so right progression. now it's it, the need to do that is not so high because there's not so much content, right? Yeah. But over time, this will develop into becoming mm. something that you need, really need to work on. Yeah. To, natural to, progression to, of, yeah, of yeah. things. Create, create can you tell us a little bit about you know what's you guys? You both know obviously the transformation of live shopping from then. And to what it is now today? Well, I, I, I would say that there hasn't been that much of a transformation because it's only five years old. And in mm -hmm. Denmark, it has the first live shopping event happened in March 2020. So, oh. but, but if you compare it to TV shopping, mm. for example, say, what are the differences? Right. Because it's, that's an easy way when people say, what is live shopping? It's easy to say, well, it's TV shopping put online, but that's not completely true, actually. First of all, TV shopping is seldomly really live. It's all uh, very often yeah. pre-recorded. Mm. Yeah. It's never the company that are actually there. It's no. somebody, it, uh, a uh, host or yeah, or yeah, and, and somebody who's entertaining, an actor or mm. something yeah. like that. In China, it's very much influencer-based. Yeah, mm. it might become that here as well, but for now, it's not. So here, it's the genuine people behind the product. It's just, it's the jewelry designer is the uh, founders of the clothing companies and stuff like that. It's yeah. the experts. Mm. So that's another difference. The third difference is that the interactivity in these events are huge. Yeah. We did one the other day with Bo Anide, which is a mm. retail chain for books and all kind of stuff. And within 40 minutes, they had a thousand comments on the chat. Yeah. Thousand comments. Mm, yeah. Wow. So but they, we experience this as well when we go live for other for yeah. our clients. So so like, so, and you don't see that no. on a on a, on TV no. shopping. No. So there are s several differences. Mm. That said, there's a lot for us to learn, yeah. because they have been they really uh, spend a lot of energy figuring out how do we really sell, and there's a lot of tips and tricks in there mm. yeah. that we can we can learn. Maybe it's not even selling at all. Maybe it's just literally like product demo. Yeah, it's mm. hard. Like, just be very frank yeah. and like, here's is, and like, if you want it in our shop, go click here yeah. or go there and yeah. and see. And if you want a promo, here's the promo code, right? Yeah. So mm. it's not hard sell. I think you're right. I think it's more about drawing up that experience, like being a little bit more storytelling, being a little bit more interesting, trying to make it entertaining. And I think there is a level of, you know, because we also done live streaming for a few different clients, for example, for on LinkedIn or whatever, and. 
there's a bit of media training that needs to happen mm. for the host, especially if they are just the founder or the, you know, or just a spokesperson from the company, because they're not used to talking to an audience that is actually live. Nope. Right. So it is like, hey, thank you so much for joining. Oh, hey, Sandy in the comments. Good to see yeah. you. Hey, though, mm. that person. Thank you so much. Where is everybody from? OK, put it in the chat. Like there needs to be this this yeah. idea that you're not just standing in front of a totally agree a yeah. thing and just talking yeah you have an active live audience you have to think about it like they're in mm -hmm. the room with you yeah. yeah and that's a bit of a different thing right Definitely. so it mm -hmm. takes training and yeah. it takes because otherwise you're just not engaging you're no. just like you might as well you might as well be looking at an on-demand video video yeah. because be you're not actually using the format for what it's good for I totally agree and which that's is something reaching you had to learn yeah. but but and basically what we typically say is that there might be somebody that runs the show and do all the stuff that, the, that you talked about, and maybe that's not the expert. Yeah, the expert is there to answer questions yes. and to talk about the products. Yeah. So mm. That's why. So you why need maybe the both. You need yeah, someone so who's good at grabbing people through yeah. the screen, and then you yeah. need somebody who's good at the yeah. the other side of things. And there's a lot of tips to learn from making morning TV, by the way. Mm. Yeah. And so we, we very yeah. often think about this as doing a morning show because mm. you need to shift the tempo, yeah. you yeah. need to create excitement in the beginning and yeah. get back to it. You need yeah. to yeah. You need a tease. Yeah, you need like, hey, later stuff. we're gonna have this yeah. or, you know. And you know that people might join yeah. the, the event 20 minutes in, so yeah. you need to get them on, on board yeah. as well. So you need to yeah. go back in there. So there's all these tips and tricks that you learn from mm. having done a lot of TV as well. Yeah. So we wanna integrate that as well. Yeah. Um, Do you guys hire TV producers then? Is yeah, that, we, yeah. Uh, we, I have a lot of experience myself because yeah. I've done quite a lot of TV. And then of course we talk with, with professionals about this yeah 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 i think that would be a good skill yeah mm. i actually think like we talked about this on the podcast probably a few weeks ago that i think companies are going to start hiring people who are content creators plus their own job like mm. we had dominoes on and they were talking about how their tiktok is blown up and mm. and they a lot of their staff wants to be on it and i think that those applications for you know being a pizza delivery person or being a chef will also include and be good at creating <laughs> yeah. content yeah. because they need content creators to go on camera, to be yeah. live, mm -hmm. to yeah. show to behind the scenes, to be, and, and know that skill of how do you actually engage yeah. an audience in mm -hmm. an interesting way, right? Yeah. So it's kind of funny that this is, it's, it's becoming actually interesting a need, because right? in China, they started out by talking about key opinion leaders, mm. yeah. which is their way of saying influencers. influencers yeah. Yeah. Then they moved on to key opinion customers. Mm. So ah, basically okay. saying, okay, maybe it's just some of our customers who are endorsing our products and we kind of help them with that. EGC. And now they're also talking about key opinion employees. Okay. Mm. So basically okay, having, having yeah. employees uh, doing that exactly as you say, yeah. mm. not everybody, but you have somebody yeah. that has that skill. Yeah, we used to call them evangelists, right? Like Exactly. Or like, you know, yeah. Adobe would have an evangelist, yeah. they would yeah, come yeah. out and they would be like, Photoshop is the greatest thing on yeah, the planet. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, really, is it? Okay, <laughs> sure. Let's show us. <laughs> After Effects never crashes, <laughs> ever, right, Martin? Never. Never. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's cool. I think that's really interesting that, the, that's, uh, that you guys are in this and that uh, you guys have carved out a nice little space for yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. But what's yeah. different between uh, Life Shopper and then your competitors? Well, one thing that uh, we spend a lot of energy talking about mm. is is whether you should do this on your own platform or yep. whether you should utilize social media. Mm. Mm. If you look at US, for example, uh, or even China, a lot of this is happening on social media because they are actually f trying to figure out if they can build it into their platform. Mm. I, I interviewed the 
uh, European head of TikTok yesterday on on mm. a stage uh, at the e, e, e uh, yeah. commerce conference, and and she was like, "Well, we you cannot do that right now with yeah. our platform." Is that live? Luke? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And um, and I I tried to kind of figure out when and how, and because yeah. people kind of say that yeah, you can just do it on TikTok, but you really can't. Uh, mm. you, you can do it in US. They yeah. tried it out in England. It mm. didn't really work. Yeah, they pull, yeah. they're pulling it off. Yeah. From yeah. The so they and and to be honest, I think due to regulation, it's gonna be really really hard for Facebook, Instagram, mm. TikTok to actually do a full implementation yeah. of the shopping. So it, it, yeah. you, it'll, you'll end up linking to another page and then you have to do everything again. Yeah. Mm. With our solution, you kind of buy the stuff during the program and when you click a checkout, mm. you are, you, you, you're getting exported directly into the checkout flow. Yeah. Okay. And every order becomes a, a normal order for the company. Yeah. Of course they attack, but it's super, super easy for them yeah. to handle. Yeah. Whereas if Way less on, friction. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you're doing a social media, there's a lot of of, of individual handling, mm. uh, and yeah. people need there's definitely more steps in order to buy. Mm. And we all know the more steps, the no, the more drop off. Yeah. So I think our solution in that sense are much better. Yeah. The other problem with doing it on social media is that you don't really own the data, mm. no. and you cannot re- get access to it. No. Yeah. You cannot even uh, uh, reuse your content, mm. and you're also losing the relationships. Yeah. So it's like a honey trap. Yeah. Mm. For me, yeah. it's it's super easy to get started, but you lose a lot. Yeah. But it's always that uh, I think it's the drawback of media is that, you know, do you go where the people are or do you try to carve out your own place? Yeah. Right. And I think that's but, the that's but, the hard but going part. Going down the line, yeah. companies need to regain control over their data, agree. their relationship I and their totally content. Agree. Because yeah. third party cookies is not gonna work nope. anymore. We yeah. don't wanna get tracked. So the nope. algorithms are not working that well mm. anymore. So the prices are going sky high. First party mm. data is the gold mine. Definitely. Yeah. And and live shopping on your own platform is just a fantastic tool to drive yeah. that traffic back mm. yeah. and to actually create some great content for your website. Yeah. So that's what we are saying. Mm. Yeah. And of course, we. This, I'm not saying that you shouldn't use social media. You, you just need to use it to to create Follow awareness and yeah. to market your, your yeah. shows and your events yeah. and then see how fast you can actually bring yeah. that traffic to your own website. Mm. Yeah. So I, I totally kind of agree. compare it to say that if you do live shopping on social media, it's a little bit like creating a great window to a store. Mm. People would walk by and they would look and they would say, wow, this is nice. Whereas when you do it on your own, own website, yeah. it's like they have actually gone yeah. into yeah. the Coming store. Right. They're in the store. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that once you're on the company's website, yeah. you're much closer to a purchase. Yeah. Mm. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, yeah. it's a more, it's, it's a decision you've taken that I'm actually gonna spend time yeah. on this company's website. Yeah. yeah. That's a good uh, creative Analogy, angle yeah. into your first ever global campaign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? You yeah. can easily see the yeah. visuals of people being, yeah. you know, on the outside and yeah. someone's trying to live yeah. sell yeah. you something. Yeah, we can, we can have a talk. We can like, make yeah, that campaign that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. People yeah. just that keep campaign. walking yeah. past, but yeah. then like when you have to go in the store, it's yeah. like, okay, wait yeah. a second. This is actually yeah. the right way to do it this or a good way to do it anyway. And the thing is that we have this chat and it's super active and people, when they want to go into the chat, we ask them for a full permission. Okay. And and the reason why we do that is that we pretty much always have a giveaway or mm. a competition, mm. yeah. also to create that that, uh, that seamless. Also, also the reason to give them give the data so that they yeah, can get a part of it. First of like, all, if you want to be a part of the competition, yeah. uh, you should give us your email so we can yeah. send you a mail saying, "Hey, you won." Yeah. Mm. Uh, where should we send it? Yeah. 
but also so you can actually tease the competition in the beginning of the show say we have these great yeah. prizes during this event mm. and we're gonna we're gonna uh, pick the, the the winners at the end of the program mm -hmm. to, to get people to stay along yeah i love it so that works pretty well yeah, or okay. sign up for our newsletter by putting this and yeah, you'll get 20 percent like off yeah. your next purchase so it's a great so tool for, for for actually collecting permissions as yeah. well Love it. Do you uh, do you have examples of companies who you think is doing really well with live shopping and making that storytelling? Yeah, come alive? definitely. I think there are more and more examples. Boost. I would actually not mention Boost here as a good example yet. I yeah. think they will get there, mm -hmm. but but and I would start with Matas because I think they are they are really good. They're not running on our platform yet. I hope yeah. they will one day. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but the reason why I get back to them is because they Prima started it in Denmark, mm. and they they're the one who have done most shows. They've done yeah. more than 250 shows. Yeah. So they have learned a lot, mm. and they have tried a lot of different things. Yeah. So they're really doing well. And yeah. and to be completely honest, because I look all over the world mm. i cannot look that much in asia and they that's a different kind of species yeah. mm. but for the rest of the world mm. i cannot tell you a company that are more professional with their live shopping mm -hmm. than, than matas. matas yeah have that's you noticed any good examples i mean power Not is yet. a different beast than totally matas, different I know. Beast. yeah and that's an interesting example. Yeah. I just think it, I'm, I'm not, to be honest, I don't think that's the right way to do it. I think it's great for them, mm. but it's very, very hard to copy because it's super expensive. Mm. They don't make a lot of money on the products they sell, to be honest, because they are so damn cheap. Yeah, And it's easy to sell if you give stuff away. Yeah. Everybody can do that. It's a decision you can take. Yeah. For me, it's not about lowering the price. And that's what I say to my my clients is that, yeah, it's easy to to raise the amount of products sold during a program, mm. just lower the price. But that's not what we want to do. We want to create that sense of urgency in a different way. Mm. Yeah, and it's not supposed to be a sale. Yeah, so because you well, could do that with with or without that's pretty the easy. live shopping. Yeah. Mm. I remember I worked for Pandora for like five years. I was kind of like their interim head of digital, mm. and we helped them do everything. And one of the projects I, I was behind was their uh, Pandora uh, Club which yeah. we launched mm. uh, because they had really uh, heavy fans within women that love their yeah. products. And I remember the CEO telling me that, well, you can do pretty much whatever you want with that club. The only thing you cannot do is lowering the price. We're yeah. not going to give the stuff away. Yeah. But you can have them create their own charms. You can give them sneak peeks to our new jewelry. Mm. You can create physical events where they can sign up and win tickets. You can do whatever you want, but don't the touch price. the price. And it's the same, I think, with, with live shopping. Mm. Of course, once in a while, it makes sense to give a 10% discount code that will run till 12 o'clock in the evening or empty your stock, which we do a lot with wine these days. Mm. And that's a huge success okay, because nice. they want to clear their, their storage and then to get yeah. new stuff in. Yeah. But that shouldn't be kind of that something you do every time. Mm. Yeah. So it's about finding new ways. And Bo and D did something really amazing. They had this new book, yeah. which everybody would want to buy. And then they had the author not just signing it, but actually writing a letter about what how she she made that book and everything mm. and they put that letter into that book okay and if that, you purchased it from the live no, shop that was the price oh, okay. Oh. okay so that was one copy and okay. they were going to give that away during that show so people and it okay. didn't cost them anything no yeah but but the um the perceived value mm. was extremely high mm. yeah of course so okay. stuff like that yeah so collabs that bundles yeah. whatever you can figure out yeah. mm. that's also Limited entertaining editions. right yeah. when you have the person yeah. that's selling it or or yeah. the book the author the exactly that's a good way of doing yeah. it mm. so that's interesting so okay. yeah so, so, so nobody's uh, doing it that great 
No, I would say that good market it. there. One of our other clients is is a very old uh, wine company. Yeah. They have the beautiful store in the city called Cairn Sommerfeld. Yeah, of course. And and uh, they started out with with a program where they really wanted to sell a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and then they said, okay, and, and program number two and three and four, we're going to Burgundy in France. Okay. So we're going to fly the team out there and then we will visit some of the, the best producers the of Burgundy yeah, wine in that's the world. Get people wow. coming back. So we'll do one program every day okay. from a different winery and these programs were just amazing. Yeah. So and it's then, almost a documentary you're yeah. watching And then kinda. the week after there was like and we were like okay, great. <laughs> and yeah, and the week after we'll go to Rheingau in Tus- in Germany to talk about Riesling wine. So wow. they have this kind of new creative approach to it which I really like. How can I get That's, a job with that? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like I would like to go like to every major wine. wine. Maybe yeah, exactly. I'm with you. It's like, <laughs> wait a second. Just to check out the Am gear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you need the media training. I'll fly yeah. with you. Yeah, exactly. I'm here making podcasts in Copenhagen. Yeah. I should be tasting wine we in Burgundy. We can do that. Should we? But wait, yeah. Should we fly out somewhere? And do <laughs> we don't have a wine podcast yet. No, we don't no. have to. We just sure. different, do different locations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Use, infiltrate different I think, agencies. I think we need a podcast on Wagyu steak. I think we need a podcast on wine. I think we need a podcast. I, I could see um, potential in that because yeah. it's visually also, right? So it's yeah. not only audio. Yeah, go and check some of the. I'll, 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 I'll right? do it. Yeah, I'll yeah, do a deck. Okay. And You'll we'll make see. a business case yeah, for me. Yeah. Definitely. I love that. But can you guys tell us a little bit more about maybe mostly Tim? Uh, but I think you also has some some opinions as you I just usually have do. Yeah. I don't have any actual expertise. But this <laughs> these key differences within markets because you're like I can't look to China. That's a different beast. And you also mentioned before like U.S. You know, uh, it's also different from yeah. what we experience in Europe. What yeah, do you guys think? Why is yeah. it so much different? I, I think in U.S. we will see some of the big platforms uh, at least try to gain ground there. Mm-hmm. Amazon. Have, has Amazon Live over there? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to run in Europe, to be honest. No, due to regulation. I think Facebook. So you think GDPR is actually a hindrance to the live thing? You Why could say that? hindrance. I, it basically, it's because they're not allowed to to transfer data and, and, and right. So there's no there's no like CRM that's going to. And collect there's also anything. a limit to how much power we want to give to social media in Europe. Yeah, mm. it's also about that. Yeah, that's mm. true. That's coming uh, along. Yeah, I, I know Magda Westa yeah. actually, and 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 she's she's looking them over the shoulder all the time to make yeah. sure that they don't get too much power. Mm. Yeah. So 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 uh, I don't think it's going to happen in that way here, but I think it's going to happen in the US. Mm. Okay. So I think that Facebook and Instagram eventually will figure it out. Facebook closed it down. Yeah, exactly. They haven't they they, they, they it out and No, they haven't built it right. Yeah. And 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 mm. and again, I think companies are the one that at the end of the day are going to make that decision. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a huge mistake to give that away. But I think it will happen, yeah. uh, and especially in US. Mm. Yeah, okay. Uh, but we also see some of the big players over there begin to kind of get their act together. But we haven't really seen that much. I would actually say that we are more advanced in in, in Scandinavia right now when it comes to live shopping as opposed to US. Is that because Bamboozer, who you that's definitely before, one of the reasons, has been a European. Definitely one of the reasons. Okay. So oh. there's no big platform in the US yet. There are there are yeah. several, but they are not that kind of. They're they are kind of spread all around. Okay. So there there are no kind of clear winners yet. Okay. Um, I think there might be over time, and there's a lot of different ways to go around this. Yeah. But uh, no, we yeah. don't meet anybody right now. Yeah. I think the live thing has mostly been like a user sort of thing, right? Where you have people going live just because they want to, or yeah. mm. sitting there eating, you know, 
yeah. 40 cheeseburgers live <laughs> because that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think companies have found their, their space in it yet because I do feel like they're not they don't they're not entertaining by nature that's the problem i think like it is you need to become a television producer in some aspects at least you need to be able you need to be able to communicate with video because that's kind of the format for the future yeah and and liv showed a pretty interesting case yesterday where she kind of showed the same campaign done as a tv ad which wasn't like highly produced um very known actress riding on a horse mm. over the beach ending up with some perfume in her hand mm. yeah. and then she showed kind of like the paid content for social which was closer to the person more personal but still very well produced mm. and then she showed kind of like the tiktok version of it which was three uh, girlfriends in a car and you know a totally different vibe yeah. Okay. And and we we kind of need to understand how video is changing. That kind of yeah. that, that this highly produced TV commercial is not going to cut it no. on the and new on the no. new uh, video platform. Nobody not wants that. Yeah. So I think that's a base skill yeah. that all companies need to learn. Mm. Yeah. Because video is going to be the way we're going to communicate. I mean, writing long articles for blogs and stuff like that, mm. it's great for SEO, but nobody's going to read it. No. Yeah. So we, we no, need to kind that. of get our get our heads around that video is going to be yeah. the prime yeah. format that we're going to talk in yeah. in the future. Yeah, we've definitely bought into that, right? Mm. I mean, like, of course. We have, you know, yeah, the TikTok (laughs) thing is massive in our agency. Like we just do a ton of TikTok. And I think it's been, we've actually seen that um, lowering the quality, not doing the fancy stuff has been killer. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That's actually what. And I'm not saying that the lighting shouldn't be good and the sound should be horrible. All the stuff that we can kind of take care of Mm. needs to be perfect, at least so it's good. Yeah. But. We need to be authentic. Mm. Yeah, we need to tell and stories. We need to be real sense. and all yeah. that stuff. And yeah. that's exactly what this yeah. is actually providing the companies yeah. a way to do. Mm. Yeah. They need to get over that fear of being yeah. in front of a camera. And a lot of people have that fear. Yeah. Which is again yeah. back to this the thing you said. You might need an influencer to run the show or mm. somebody that has some experience mm. yeah. making sure that we stay on our schedule and that we shift tempo and all that stuff. But all the other people that knows everything about fishing rods, bikes, wine, yeah. grill equipment, whatever mm-hmm. we want to talk about, bring them in. We know they can answer all the questions in the world. Exactly. And we also know the more we ask, the more We're engaged excited. they get yeah. and excited they get because yes. this is their thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can kind of feel that enthusiasm coming yeah. through the camera. Yeah. Do you imagine a world where, let's take the perfume example, where brands are going to integrate their live experience then with their campaign. So having the live be somebody riding a horse on a so beach. So the real commercial? <laughs> so they tie it together from a main visual standpoint. So it's like, okay, we're going live now to sell this perfume and we'll have- a Live campaign. Live campaign from the, like we'll have the fancy stuff and we'll have the three different things. And then like you mentioned, like the TikTok vertical video is another vibe. Yeah. Then is the live shopping vibe similar to the rest. Yeah. It's just putting it in that environment, in that yeah. universe mm-hmm. to sell something. I, to be honest, I think, think we're going, still going to I think be we're like, going to see a lot of different things okay. because once the creatives get in, yeah. right now they're not there. They haven't really seen this format right. yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have a few examples. I think Nomail has are, are doing some really funny things. I haven't okay. seen anything. Um, with this format. 
I'm really being creative yeah. about it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, over time, we will see some some really really interesting things. Yeah, because okay. it is a playground still, and like Definitely. you said, like it's it's it hasn't had a transformation yet. No, it's still in its infancy. So let's mm. see how the creatives can actually mm. move it's it in like a different if we have direction. Talked, I, yeah. I, TikTok is three years old now. Yeah. If we have talked about TikTok like three years ago, yeah, it was we, totally we, different. We couldn't have imagined yeah, the kind of content that takes off. Not at all. Like this train spotting guy, for example, just to mention one example, we would never have imagined that. No, and the same. The same is going to happen. And that would have multi-millions of viewers. Exactly. Yeah. And the same will happen with with, uh, with with live shopping. One of my friends, uh, he's doing that TV program called Zero Stars. I don't know if you've seen that. No. And they're also doing the one where they're actually hunting the elephant order. Yes. Yeah. He's yes. called Morton and he's an old uh, mm. advertising guy as well. And I talked with him about this and he said, well, you want to do stuff in your live shopping event mm. where people just basically go around and say, you have to see that. Yes. Mm. That is amazing yeah. or crazy. Yeah. Or I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. So you need to come up with that kind of content yeah. idea where yeah. people are like, did you see that yesterday? Yeah. 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 You didn't? You yeah. go in and see it because yeah. that's crazy and they're going to do it again next week. Yeah. yeah. So you're doing almost a series all of a sudden. Yeah. But we haven't got to that point yet. Yeah. No. So there's a lot of creative space for yeah. guys like you yeah. Yeah. to yeah. come up I with think great, we try to do great some live uh, streaming, but we don't have to sell anything. But no, I, mean, I, think, I think that we could be well, I think we've got a few clients. No, but where do <laughs> no like Coco? <laughs> yeah, but where it really makes sense is that we could provide the platform. The client needs to sell some stuff, and you can yeah. create a, you the can, content. Yeah, yeah you could yeah. provide. But the I mean, isn't that idea. what you guys are also doing? You're doing an agency to help them. We're doing, doing the right both now. sides yeah. of the service. That's which basically I think is also very smart. That's, yeah, that's basically not a plan. Yeah. A bit, but I'm an agency guy. I've built agencies all my life, so it's it it comes very natural. Mm. And I was like, okay, now I want to do a software company because I've never tried that before, and I yeah. think that could be fun. Yeah. But immediately I could see that companies, they need a lot of help. They yeah. And they might need a lot of help for the next two or three years and mm. then they're up and running by themselves. So basically we said, okay, we're gonna provide all that help. Mm. So we have created a content we call Live Shopper 360. Yeah. Where we, you can basically help them with everything. Yeah. Okay. And we're building a, smart a move. Yeah. We're building a video tutorial library right now yeah. where you can actually educate yourself. Mm. So we will do great. educations in live shopping producers, live shopping managers, moderators, mm. hosts. Yeah. yeah. So we can actually help them because there are no educations right now. Of course. And in, in uh, half a year from now, all companies, they would like to have a live stream manager and they need these people. So mm. where should they go and be educated? And we want to be that place. That's great. Yeah. It's a okay. Really cool That's Nice. So where is uh, Life Shopping or Life Shopper headed in the future? Well, I mean, the big thing for us to really uh, get up and running is the cooperation with Boost, mm. not just for themselves, but for the 1800 brands that are on their platform. Yeah. So this is kind of a must win battle for us that we are working really, really hard on right now. Mm -hmm. And then I have a tons of other ideas of where this is going, and and there are so many possibilities. Yeah, where can we see your uh, twenty twenty three predictions? Oh, I have a Medium account. Okay, you should go and watch that. <laughs> yes, because there, there there you can find all my articles. I think yeah. there's like forty five articles. What's the URL? It's like Medium Tim Frank Anderson. It's go. Crazy. There yeah. you go. Not now. So that's now. That's why I'm the podcast. And I, the first article I'm going to do is where I look back at the ten I did last year to yeah, see, okay. okay, how well did I actually do? Okay. How is the? What's the correction rate or success rate? Uh, of typically, so uh, typically I get between six and seven right, and then I okay. have two or three where I'm like in yellow, saying that yeah, it kind of happened, <laughs> but not really as I yeah. as I predicted. Okay. And then yeah. there's typically like one or maybe two where I really didn't hit it, and I. It, I, I do that also a little bit on purpose because yeah. I, I you want to do some stretching. 
one of the things I predicted was that Apple was going to release their AR glasses this year. Mm. I kind of knew it wasn't going to happen, but I really hoped for it. Yeah. Mm. So I was like, <laughs> next not year. Yeah, not I, I actually, to be completely honest, I think we are all, we're in 2024 before it really happens. You think so? Yeah, unfortunately. But yeah. the Meta Quest Pro that was launched the other day yeah. is actually a an open door into another possibility for live shopping. Mm. Yeah. And that is live shopping in the metaverse, which is something we're definitely also looking at. Mm. Yeah, should be interesting. Yeah, down the line, you could imagine that you go into a store and you connect, you have tactile uh, motions in your in your gloves, so you can actually feel the products, and you can turn them around and stuff like yeah. that. Try it on if it's closed and yeah. stuff like that. Mm. Will that still be called live shopping though? Wouldn't that be I don't called know. like meta shopping? Meta shopping. <laughs> I don't know. Metaverse shopping. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting to see the development it's there. years from now yeah it is but it's gonna be fun it's gonna be yeah. interesting i think yeah. that is the the level but i think that metaverse is gonna take definitely it's gonna take a few years i think we're looking yeah, at yeah. the end of this decade i think you're before right. i think it's yeah. fully like okay this yeah. is something that we want to do on a daily basis yeah. the and latest numbers actually on decentraland was like eight thousand daily active users i saw that which is like but that's yeah, not but, really a platform but like, in a sense you feel you've been there before yeah to mm. be honest yeah that's true and uh, i think once you do it like it, it is a novelty right now it's something you do a little bit we haven't and seen then, the killer app yet no we haven't honest. seen it i no. don't think yeah and so. once that happens and yeah. eventually they'll figure it out yeah i it think is, but but it might take a long time i yeah, totally agree i think it will but yeah. i think it'll get there I yeah, hope it'll what get there. The, so far, live shop, live shopping seems to be a gold mine, untapped gold mine yet. So there's a lot of potential for brands to hop on. Mm, yeah. And uh, I want to end the podcast with yeah. this lightning round that is new that I teased for in the beginning. Oh yeah, with the team, <laughs> because this show helps uh, helps people take the yeah. suck out of social media, right? Yeah. So we like to ask our guests to tell us, you know, what doesn't suck. Yeah. So great stuff. Yeah. In your opinion. Should we go so, one question each? Yeah. Let's You'll take do the that. first one, I'll take the second one. Yeah, I'm gonna take the first one. Okay, which... and this is lightning, so you gotta be quick on yeah. your answers. I'm just gonna say one thing and, and, and <laughs> before we get started. Disclaim. And the reason why I really like the idea is that this was actually the reason what behind the magazine where to go. Yeah. Because basically oh, we yes. said that mm. we wanna create that curated place to go where you can always find tips and tricks on what's best in the city right now. Yeah. That's right. And uh, our first editor was actually Cecilia Christiansen, who is now running Elle and has mm. been doing so for a very long time. She started her career as editor of Where to Go. Oh, really? So we basically invented something we called positive journalism. Mm. So we only wrote about the stuff we felt that was cool. That was nice. Yeah. So if you saw something that sucked, we just didn't take it in. <laughs> so we only put, uh, put strongly there was curated. Only, it was full of good stuff, but yeah. only the good stuff. Yeah. Maybe the next time we'll do one that does suck instead of yeah. stuff that doesn't suck. Yeah, we do. We'll do the yeah. negative and the positive. No, yeah. well, I think we go with the doesn't suck. Let's see. Let's That's see. much more fun. We should try it. We don't want to shit on. We don't want to do. shit on too yeah. many things here. <laughs> I think we always do the that positive. We can be, yeah. yeah, we need to be nice. That's in our. We do need to be that's nice. In our, that's in our core values. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah, be nice. We are nice. Be positive. Be positive. So the first one, we have six of them, right? Yeah. Favorite restaurant that doesn't suck. Yeah, super difficult. <laughs> Is that the name of the restaurant? No. Super <laughs> difficult. <laughs> a no. great vegan but, restaurant. Okay. Um, <laughs> we have a summer house in Hornbeck, and there's this small place called Eva's Gone, and okay. it's like a hidden gem. Okay. Nice. And I, okay. I was like, am I gonna tell it because <laughs> it's really, really good food. It's yeah. very, very small. It's a little yeah. bit hard to find. You say fantastic Eva's restaurant in Hornbeck. Fantastic for, restaurant okay. in in Copenhagen. I would say um, Bottega Estadio, close to Pagen. Okay. Which is a okay. nice little place where that which I really love. Yeah. Nice. Good. That's that's really cute. Yeah. Next one, clothing brand that doesn't suck. Yeah. 
I would say Patagonia just because I uh, love that company. Okay, yeah, yeah. But when it comes to personal taste, I think the French brand called APC is really, yeah. really cool. Mm, okay. It's an old APC. French yeah. Check it out. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. I think cool. French brands are coming up. We're looking yeah. at, uh, what's it called? Lecoq. Uh, Le yeah, Lecoq yeah. Sportif. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, I think they're going to be but, but APC next is, coming up. Is, is really interesting. Yeah, yeah APC. Okay, yeah. we'll check them out. Thanks. Uh, fun fact, a lot of people actually think uh, APC is from um, uh, Japan. Yeah. Yeah, but it's oh, actually yeah, French. Right. It's French. I actually have seen it's their French. flagship store in New yeah. York. Okay, yeah. so new streaming bench. Yeah. That does suck. Yeah. I have one, but I can't remember the name. But, uh, <laughs> but I would what, say. What is it about? Yeah, but yeah, that, was, it like about? A, that was a crime story. It. That was a crime but, story. But Dahmer? The, was it Dahmer? I can't no. remember. No, no, no. I saw the staircase, which I really liked. Uh -huh, okay. Um, staircase. I'll have to check out that. I haven't seen yeah, that either. That's 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 pretty good. And then I would say Westworld. Just because I'm a tech guy, yeah. and this is all about the future, okay. yeah. and the last season is actually pretty good. Mm. It's 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 pretty new. I saw the first couple and then I fell off. But yeah, they're maybe hard. I should get back they're into hard it. to watch, but yeah. it's, I think it's interesting. Yeah. Westworld. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Martin yeah. recommends, and Tim yeah. recommends Staircase. Yeah. Good. Approved. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite travel destination that doesn't suck. Uh, you're gonna love this one. Hornbeck. No. Canada. <laughs> Canada. <laughs> I've, I've, for, for two times I've been heli skiing in Canada. Yeah. In Revelstoke. Oh, yes. oh in Revelstoke. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a niche. Okay. Yeah, it was nice. Far out there. Yeah. And it's it, it has been the most fantastic nature experience I've ever had. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to Revelstoke. Wow. Super okay. super. Yeah. yeah. Can we make sure yeah. in the edits that we add like a little yeah. stock imagery of uh, of this? Of Revelstoke is also really great for uh, like snowmobile. Yeah, yeah, it's the great snowmobile, and it's actually there. outside Revelstoke, so yeah. it's totally yeah, out in yeah. the in the mountains. And Revelstoke in its own is like a really small. But the, the really crazy small thing town. is that this company they they kind of control an area of the size of Funen in Denmark, yeah, and they have two thousand five hundred drop points. Hmm. Just all in that area, yeah. which are only theirs. That they can only. So drop they have like four too. helicopters. Okay. So every yeah. morning they fly out thirty-two people wow. to this huge area. Wow! So you have like you know yeah. several meters of fresh snow every wow. time you are put it on the ground. So that was. That, a good, I, I that's feel. A great I'm, I'm jealous. Like I'm Canadian. <laughs> I grew up in that area. I grew up in Calgary. Best and you've never been ever. dropped. Like an, I've never been hella skiing. <laughs> Best experience ever. I don't think I'd want to be dropped these days. Maybe when I was 18, <laughs> I would be like, drop me. Now I'd be like, poof. <laughs> no. Just a, you know, like you know, like a cartoon. Where did he go? Like a, like a cartoon. Oh, in the snow. <laughs> Two skis, poles. That's how I look. I'd be like, he's gone. Oh, All right. God. Okay, so. Next uh, trip. Yeah, <laughs> next next one is favorite music artist that doesn't suck. Yeah. I, again, I have a Danish couple. I think Tobias Rahim and Andreas Wolper are doing really, uh, really good. Yeah, the duo. But internationally, I'm a huge fan of Billy. Eilish. Okay. okay. Yeah, we actually she's, saw her when she talented. was in Denmark. Yeah. Uh, in in Tinderbox, and my I have two daughters, sixteen yeah. and nineteen, and they kind of introduced me to her. But okay. I just think that she's super super cool. Nice. Yeah, I think she's got her own sound. Like she's very unique voice. Yeah. Mm. I think that's very special. She, There's a lot of artists the that just sound just the same. Amazing. But she's got a yeah. She and her brother. Yeah. They her are and her like, brother. Yeah. They're, they're production. Oh yeah. She has a brother. He's yeah. the one behind yeah, the music. Yeah. 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 He's actually producing. Yeah. I think they're a great and duo. And the, there's this movie about her, which is also really good, where mm. you see them sitting in the, the in the bedroom on the bed mm. and they're pretty much doing the music there yeah they're making it in the yeah in the, their dinner's room. ready yeah. okay and it's like this <laughs> yeah. it's super cool okay, yeah awesome. i love last, that yeah. last Eilish. one last one mm. favorite brand you follow on social media that doesn't yeah. suck and i don't follow that many brands to be honest but i'm actually trying to learn tiktok right now and mm -hmm. so i've spent some time figuring out which brands are doing really well 
Please name I, one of our clients. Sh- Please name one I of know, our but clients. I, actually, <laughs> I think that Duolingo is doing really, really well uh, yeah, on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think they got well. it. Yeah. yeah. Not they that got, it, it's an easy way to do it, but yeah. it's... I, Speaking of your own voice, I think exactly. they, they also found their own voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I would great. mention them. Good. Okay. Nice. Great. That's awesome. a great lightning round. I, I like this. This is. I like this format. Tell us what you think in the comments. But uh, otherwise, here you have it. Closer to Life Shopper and closer to uh, Tim Frank Anderson, the CEO and co-founder of Life Shopper. Thank you for listening and tune in for the next one. See you guys. Bye. Bye. This has been the Social Media Sucks Podcast.